Hello everybody, this is Martha from Lightworks Podcast. Today I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. I know usually I have a set agenda of things that we discuss and different topics. But what I have to share with you today is something that God has been pressing on my heart to share. And um, this is concerning a dream I had a while back. And for some very important reason, he wants me to share it with you. So I'm just going to go and begin because I just want to get right into it. And then at the end, um, there will be an explanation of the word that God has been urging me to share with you. So. In 2011, I had a dream. And to be honest, I haven't thought much of it, although it was one of those dreams I could never forget. You see, it was when Satan came to me in a dream. Yes, Satan. But God showed up too, protecting me always. I know it sounds crazy, however, it's true. For some, you might be wondering why. Like, you're a Christian, Martha. Why would the devil come to you in a dream? Well, it was for a reason. And it wasn't until just last week that God began to reveal its more sinister meaning. At first, I thought this was a personal dream just for me. However, God wanted me to share this dream as a warning for those who specifically operate within the prophetic. However, before I get into the actual message behind the dream, let me first tell you this dream. In this dream, it was raining, it was dark and eerie. In the dream, I can remember waking up and feeling like I was not alone, like someone was watching me. Then I heard a knock on my door. But in my dream, it was late, so I was hesitant to answer the door. I kept hearing a persistent knock. So I got out of bed and I began to walk slowly down my staircase. And as I was walking slowly down the stairs, there was a window midway down my steps. And I don't know why, but I felt like I needed to look outside the window and outside, I saw a man standing in the pouring rain. It was really dark outside, but I could see him, his silhouette, his body. He, he looked like he was wearing all black. And I can kind of see his face and from what I could see, he was a very attractive man. But his eyes, something about his eyes, they were evil, like really evil. And his countenance was evil. He had black hair and a black thick beard. He stood quietly waiting outside. Then I continued to walk slowly down the stairs. And I was like, 
getting close to the front door. And as I looked down at the step, I could see what looked like a book, a black book. And as I started to look closely at it, it resembled a Bible, but it was not. It was a leather bound black book, but somehow I knew it was not the Bible. Then I heard God's voice speak to me and he instructed me not to open this book, nor to touch it. He said it held dark knowledge that Christians should avoid. Then I heard the bearded man because he was now at the front door, but he, he was standing outside the door and the door was shut. And the spirited man was there, but I knew it was Satan. And he spoke to me through the door. And this is what he said to me. He said, if you serve me, I will give you all the wisdom of the world. I will share my deepest secrets with you and take you to many great places and people will come from all over to seek you out. But listen, without any hesitation and empowered by the Holy Spirit, I spoke boldly to him and I said, I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ and he only will I serve. Now leave my house in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Then suddenly I felt his evil presence leave. He had vanished along with the black book. And then I woke up. Brothers and sisters, if you're listening to this, it's for a reason. God led you to listen to this. So please hear what I have to say. What you have to understand is that the devil wants to exploit our spiritual gifts as Christians and to pervert them for his agenda. However, for those who specifically operate in the prophetic, they are some of the biggest targets because the devil knows God uses them to deliver his word. Therefore, if the enemy can seduce those who operate in the prophetic ministry, listen, by boosting their egos with fame, riches, prestige, and earthly wisdom, disguised as divine revelation, he will do just that, corrupting both, both their voice and message. You see, what happened to me in this dream was a test. It is not the first and it will not be the last. 
However, in James 4, 7, it says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So listen, if you are seeking recognition and trying to make a name for yourself through your prophetic gifting, you have made yourself an easy prey for the enemy to devour. Another thing, if you are seeking financial gain from your gift, it means your loyalty can be bought and the enemy knows it. All you'll have to do is name your price. If you are lusting after power, wanting to perform signs and wonders or hungry for some type of spiritual enlightenment to advance in your prophetic ministry, know that the enemy will offer you a counterfeit. On the outside, it may appear godly, but it is rooted in deception. It will feed your flesh. It will, appeal, it will appeal to your senses, yet starve your spirit. It leads you to seek out spiritual experiences and lose interest in the word. It is a form of godliness, but it is not from God. Please understand that this counterfeit may seem real, but it is rooted in pride and utters nothing but lies. And know if you choose to embrace this counterfeit, it will only leave you wanting more and more and more until it destroys you and those who follow you. You see, in my dream, the enemy showed up with no disguise because of the gift of discernment that I have. He could not enter in my home because I belong to God. However, listen here. He tried to get to me by offering me a book that resembled the Bible, a counterfeit that contained esoteric knowledge, meaning secret knowledge that is only hold, held by some people. Only they know it. Okay. This counterfeit contained esoteric knowledge, hidden knowledge. But then God showed up and he protected me. And you see, God at this moment revealed to me that this book was a perverse version of his word. Therefore, God stopped me from not just opening it, but he also instructed me not to touch it. Not to touch it. That's how serious it is. He didn't want just, he didn't just want me to not look at it. He didn't want me to touch it. And let me tell you why. Please listen. Curiosity can get us into trouble. And once we see something, we cannot unsee it. And an unwanted seed can be planted if we are not careful. Now, with that said, I want to go over some of the following areas of testing. And like I said, if you were pulled to watch it, there is a reason because you are probably 
most likely in a season of testing. You are in a season of testing. And these are some things that you need to look out for. Therefore, if you walk in the prophetic, please stay guarded. Guard your thoughts and guard your heart because you will be tested. So walk in humility. Spend time in God's word. Spend time in prayer. Filter every word or thought that comes to you through the word of God. Always through the word. Filter every thought. If you operate in the prophetic, you need to put your own personal biases or prejudices to the side or your gift will be tainted. This includes politics. Okay, politics. So many who operate in the prophetic pollute their gift with politics. This is very dangerous. If you don't surrender your biases to God, you will not hear him clearly and you will end up, listen, manufacturing your own prophetic messages, creating your own. You will be saying, thus says the Lord, when God did not speak and you will be held accountable to God for that. Another thing, this is a big one. Do not compare your prophetic gifting to another. Envying, envying someone else's prophetic gifting is one of Satan's greatest strategies to get you to seek out other resources, which he will conveniently make available to you. These aren't resources that are supported by scripture. Okay. These are sources that come from the world. And Satan will offer you those resources. And he will also bring people of strong influence into your life to mislead you away from the truth of God's word and get you to seek after the wisdom of men. Okay. But understand this, the spirit of God will always direct you to God's word. Not to some extra biblical literature. Okay. Remember, we need to filter things out with God's word. Because God's word is light. It is the truth. It is the way. Because Jesus is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. Okay. Another thing. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will also be a hindrance to your gift. So please ask God to reveal to you if you are holding any grudges so that you can forgive those who offended you and free yourself from any bitterness and resentment. Because this is a poison that will not just bring havoc to your spirit and your life, but it will also contaminate your spiritual gifts. Because you're going to be looking through the eyes of unforgiveness. You're not going to be looking at things through the spirit. You're going to be looking through the lenses of unforgiveness. And that's going to distort your whole message. It's going to distort your tone. And I have seen this a lot when I hear people give prophetic messages. 
I could, I could sense the tone in their message and it comes off sounding very judgmental. It comes off sounding harsh and there is no love in their message. And that a lot of that is because unforgiveness has settled in their heart and they haven't dealt with it. When we operate in the prophetic, what you have to understand is that our spiritual awareness is heightened. In other words, we are sensitive to people and certain situations. At times we may grieve and at times we can become very angry. And although things may anger us greatly, because they will, we must do diligence not to succumb to the temptation to be like Jonah, wanting to see God's wrath poured out on those who anger us. Okay, because it happens. But instead, as we walk in our prophetic gifting, we must remember two things. First, we must honor God in all that we say or do. And second, we are to use our prophetic gift for the purpose of edification and reconciliation. In other words, we are to lift up and we are to restore what has been broken. That is the purpose of our gift. We lift up with the word and we also want people to be reconciled to God. That should be in the heart of every Christian. Every Christian should have that. And when we use our gifts, it is to lift up the body and it is to extend that grace and it is to reconcile, okay? And we need to understand that, not to tear down, but to build and to restore. Therefore, we cannot let pride, anger, unforgiveness, personal biases, or enviness, or any other weaknesses take hold of us. For if we do, our gift will be tainted, and the enemy will see this and exploit our gift without our knowledge. Without your knowledge. Because you are going to be so consumed by whatever it is that you're struggling with, whether it be your unforgiveness or your personal biases or your politics, you're gonna be so consumed by that. You're not gonna see him coming because your discernment is gonna be hindered because you're putting all those other things above your discernment. So if I could say anything to you, Stay close to God, stay in his word, and get in his presence. When the enemy comes in a form of godliness, and what I mean by a form of godliness is an exterior expression of godliness. So on the outside, it looks godly. When the enemy comes in that way, you will not be deceived because you will see it is the devil imitating God's light, but it is not the light of God. Therefore, 
Hold on to the light of God's word so you know the truth and so that your discernment is strengthened. Do not be deceived. As a Christian, the enemy has come to me in dreams a few times to offer me materials, fame, and wisdom. But God has always been there to give me a way out. Now, I say these things not to scare you, but to equip you. He might not come to you in dreams, but he can come to you in other ways. For example, through fame or money, power, sex, relationships, through knowledge, through connections. He knows your weaknesses. He does. So please be on guard. Put your armor on because without your armor, you are an easy target. And always remember to submit to God, resist the enemy and he will flee. Some people ask, well, how do you put on the armor? How do you do that? And the thing is, when I was first learning, one of the things that I would do is like, I would say to God, Lord, I put on my helmet of salvation. Lord, I put on my breastplate of righteousness, my belt of truth, my sword of the spirit, the shield of faith and the feet of readiness of the gospel of peace. That is all by memory. And when I say that prayer, I actually imagine myself putting it on. But it's mostly when I say that, it is to remind myself that I need to be guarded. That I am to be guarded because the enemy is going to come in different ways. But I'm telling you this because some of you have been in danger for a while. And you're letting the enemy pull you away. And what God has shown me is that a lot of people that are operating in the prophetic, many of you are being enticed by trying to make a name for yourself, trying to get famous, trying to be recognized. Okay. But you have to understand those who operated in the prophetic and in, 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 in biblical days, many people didn't care for them. They weren't liked by many. So, your goal, your ultimate goal shouldn't be getting recognized because then your heart is not in the right place. It should always be to give glory and honor to God, to build the church, to preach the gospel, not to make a name for yourself or to put yourself in a high position and look down on other people. That is not what our gifts are for. We are to serve. We are here to serve. And it is important as Christians that we need to remember that we are to walk in humility. Okay. We're not here to make a name for ourselves, to become popular, to be liked. We are here to give the, the truth. We are here to share the gospel, to make disciples. And we need to always remember that because as soon as we lose sight of that, the enemy's going to come in with his gifts for you to lead you away from the truth. Therefore, if you're struggling with this right now, I pray that you would sincerely repent to God and get your priorities straight. And remember that we are here to exalt God, to glorify God, not ourselves. Please don't be deceived and look to God. Look to the truth.
And remember, and I will say it again, submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee. If we submit to God and do what God wants, and we resist the enemy, the enemy has to go, just like in my dream. But you have to take action. You have to walk in obedience. You have to choose God every time. Not your own selfish ambitions. You need to choose God every time. And God will be with you. He will help you through. But you have to walk in obedience to him. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And obedience is God's love language. So please take heed. Thank you so much for listening. I know that was this, this was a very hard word, but it was a very important word. So I pray that it will that it has ministered to you. Maybe it's gotten you to think about your own life and your own ministry, but it was important for me to share with you so you wouldn't get trapped into a wrong way of thinking. With that said, thank you so much for listening and remain and remember Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you later. God bless.